there's a dad zombie apocalypse coming and I'm going to tell you all about it. It's actually already here. What's up dads? My name is Johan Cabrera. On the show, I'm going to talk about the three R's to prevent being a zombie dad. And if you stick to the end of the show, I'm actually going to do a zombie dad prayer. If you'd like the content, like and subscribe. So here's the big question. How can us dads, fathers, how can we pursue our calling, our big dream, while being available with our kids, being loving to our wives, leaders at work, keeping fit spiritually and physically, while living in this insane world? That is the question, and this podcast has the answer. Dads, so I don't know if you've noticed, but recently or even in the last few years, media, Hollywood is probably not the best place to take in in regards to the message that they're sending about men and and dads. The other trend I'm kind of noticing is that the majority or at least the abundance of shows that and movies that I'm seeing is that the amount of men heroes is dwindling and there's just an overwhelming amount of these heroines these women heroes I think that's great but not at the cost of kind of putting down the dad heroes or the men heroes. There's actually this book I, I've been reading called Of Men and Boys, and it talks about the crisis that's happening with fathers and men, and specifically boys. Some of the statistics is fatherless is at an all-time high. So I was just looking up some of the statistics here, and one in four children will grow up in the U.S. without a biological step or adopted father in the home, which the statistics, they aren't great, dads. They're four times greater risk of poverty, more likely to have behavioral problems, two times greater to risk of infant immortality, more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit crime, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen, more likely to face abuse and neglect, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, two times more likely to suffer from obesity, two times more likely to drop out of school. The facts are scary. And I want to ring the alarm because I feel like it, it's, it's not being talked about. And as a dad, now I'm realizing how scary it is. The, the book that I was talking about earlier is a really scary statistic as well, where men are leading the way in what's called deaths of despair. And what that means is suicide and overdose. Recently, I, I, a distant family member told me about their family member that accidentally overdosed on, on fentanyl. The opioid crisis is specifically affecting men, which means it's specifically affecting dads, us. Now, what I want to tell you about is my experience actually being a zombie and not a living dead person, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of the Walking Dead series. I've always had kind of like a fascination with zombies or zombie movies. The reality is that I, I actually have a story of what it almost felt like to be a zombie. 
I wasn't a dad yet, but there were actions and distractions, specifically destructive distractions that paved the way to becoming this zombie-like person, this zombie-like man-boy. And I want to take you back to when I was 23 years old, which was my epicenter of being and living like a zombie, where I wasn't a productive member of anything. I was living with my mom and just causing her heartbreak and misery because I was completely addicted to alcohol and I didn't know it. You might have seen it from the outside, but I didn't know it. I also was jumping from job to job and every job I was ending up quitting or getting fired because I just couldn't show up. I also had a terrible relationship with my parents, with my siblings. I didn't know what it was like to be a friend and I would go to bed. And here's the part where where I think it felt like a zombie because I just was existing. I would go to bed and actually hope that I wouldn't wake up the following day because I didn't see a way out. And if the pain that I was feeling that I was causing around me was going to continue, and this is how life looked at 23, I couldn't imagine going through that until I was 30 or 40. I wanted out. I had, I was thinking that I had seen enough. Enough to the point that I couldn't get that thought out of my head. That I was completely overwhelmed with life because I thought that I had been dealt the wrong set of cards. I had been abused sexually when I was a young man, when I was a young boy at 12 years old. I had experienced physical abuse in my home towards my mom and and the guilt of not doing anything about it or not knowing what I should do about it. So I don't want to get into too much of of what was happening, but I just want to tell you, I want to paint the picture because that was the excuse that I used to check out, to be so angry at everyone around me because it was their fault. It was your fault that I was acting the way I did. The reason that I was drinking the way I did, because that was the only way to, to quiet it down, to relax. But what I realized is that at that time, at 23, when I, when, I, when I would tell you in the morning, hungover on a Tuesday, couldn't show up to a job, and I would just say, man, I'm never going to drink like that again. And that same night, I was out drinking because some drama, something would pop up, and I just needed to relax. I needed to, to cool down because I thought I had a life problem. I was a walking dead person. I was a living zombie and it sucked and I didn't want it. And I know what that feels like, that emptiness, that that crying at night or not even being able to because I was afraid people would hear me not wanting to wake up the following day. I was a living dead person. I was a freaking zombie. But there, the good thing is that there is a way out. There is a path that takes you out of that zombie living. And if you're feeling like it's too much, reach out, ask for help. And I want to talk about kind of that, the the actions that I was able to take, the actions that I'm hearing from other dads that I'm interviewing, that I look up to, that I think are doing an amazing, awesome job. Because I want to learn how to be a dad. I want to know what's the path. And that there is a path. 
that takes you out and prevents you from being a freaking zombie dad. And and I remember back in those days, like I, I was zombie Johan. I was completely isolated. I was unable to tell the truth. I didn't have friends, not because I didn't have people that love me, but because I didn't know how to be honest with them. Because if I felt if I told them how I really felt, then I was afraid that they would feel the same way I felt about me. So I thought I had to have like this this shield, this veneer that I needed to have out there. And today I can realize it's not true, especially with people that care about me, especially with people that love me. But I didn't believe that. I didn't even know that. I wasn't aware. I went from from a zombie Johan to to a surrounded Johan, a, 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 a surrounded by by men, by dads that that loved me in a way that showed me a way out of that dark hole, that living dead, that zombie life. I also know that there is a path that that you and I can fall down in and go back to being that zombie dad, which is what terrifies me. Because if I was there before, then then maybe I can go back there again. And, and, and I don't want to be unconscious about that. So I don't want to be a zombie dad. I want to be a surrounded dad. I and and I want that for for everyone here. For I want you to not be a zombie you. I want you to be a surrounded you. How can we prepare for the upcoming dad zombie apocalypse? That's why I wanted to talk about the 3 Rs to preparing for the the dad zombie apocalypse. And the first one is reach, reach out, reach out. You're not alone. There's men's groups specifically maybe in your in your local church that's an awesome place that's where where I started to meet these dads these men that w- were willing to speak into my life there's recovery groups um there I actually am part of this awesome Facebook group called first time fathers and and we've been talking about a whole bunch of the problems and the experiences of being a first time dad reach out you're not alone reach out and ask for help reach out and ask for help from another dad, someone you admire, It's it could save your life. The next R is remove, limit the destruction, distraction in your life. I've shared some of the ones for me. You know, you know which are the ones for you. We all know, I feel. But if you don't, make a list. Make a list of the things that maybe you think are the only way to to relax, to wind down, to check out. But the more you do it, the more you're getting feedback from your wife, the more you're getting feedback from your kid, the more complaining that's happening, the more stress you're feeling right after you take that activity. And some of those activities are binge watching of Netflix, the binge scrolling now on TikTok or Instagram, the dopamine hits that you don't have to do anything in order to get it. There's there's just reward. There's no action. There's no effort. Binge drinking, the binge eating. That's one that I struggle with right now. That when I'm stressed, I go into the kitchen and I just, I can down a pint of ice cream. I can eat three bowls of cereal. So what I'm doing about it is I'm limiting. I went through a binge watching cleanse. So I removed all streaming platforms for, I think it was like 30 days. And now if I do watch a movie or a show, there's a limit to it. There's one, there's a 45 minute show and it's hard and it sucks. And, and, and I want to keep watching the next one, but I need a limit because if not, if I don't make the decision, then someone else will. 
someone else is making the decision. There is an agenda for my attention. There is an agenda for your attention. Attention, I've heard it said, is the new oil and the companies are pumping it relentlessly and it's your and my attention. So remove. I know what it's like to do it alone and white knuckling it, it could be a solution, but I'm telling you, it's so much simpler. It's not easier, but it's so much better when we do it in community. So reach out, remove. And last one is react. Reacting. Now that I'm identifying that I'm removing these things, there's a void. There's, a, there, there's something that needs to replace that action, that thing. It's not about just looking at a blank wall or that's the fear sometimes that I have that, well, if I don't do this, then what, what, what am I going to do with this feeling? What am I going to do? How, do I, how am I going to wind down? For me, what's been helping is that I'm writing down my goals. There's this online mentor that I look up to and I, and I research a lot. His name's Jim Rohn, and he talks about thinking on paper. The other action that my wife and I took recently was we wrote our, our goals for the upcoming year for our family. And in order to remove the binge watching, we actually put it over the TV. So that means that if we are going to watch a show, we just are aware that, hey, if we're not working on these goals here then we're being distracted from them. You don't have to go that severe, but at least for me, that was an awesome deterrent of like putting it down. And it's like, no, I want to focus and know what are the goals for my family? What are the plans for our life? Writing it on paper, looking at it. I know it's simple and I'm not the first one ever saying that, but if I don't do it, then it's not going to happen. If I don't know the direction, the path, Dads, I know that there's a God dream in you. This podcast was one of them for me and I'm taking action and it's frustrating and it's awkward and it takes time. And I'm filming right now at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. But I know that there's a reason. This, this is a God dream for me because I feel like I'm called to not only learn from other dads, but to do it together to prevent and fight against the zombie apocalypse. So going back to the react, maybe it's reaching out to one dad that you admire and, and, and just setting up a coffee time to talk through, to, to find out like, what are you doing that's different? Cause it seems like, like that's happening. Like my friend, Dave, I love it. He, he recently adopted his son last year. And a few days ago, I saw that he had 700 consecutive days on Duolingo studying Spanish. His son is from Colombia, and I was so blown away by the actions that he takes. He's one of those people that I hope to have on the podcast one day so you guys and, and us, we can learn some of the actions that he takes because I think he's doing an amazing, amazing job. But the reason why I wanted to tell that is because he's putting it out there. He's accountable to that. He has that number that he built on, but it started one day, one action at a time. So reacting. We reach out, we remove, and we react to fight this upcoming dad apocalypse because it's dads, it's happening. It's out there. I really believe that us dads have the ability to change the world for the better and leave a legacy for our kids. Because if we don't, then who will? Because if not now, when? And that's why I wanted to do this, this zombie dad prayer for us, because at least for me, that's, that's what I got to do. I got to pause and I got to pray because I, 
my foundation is God. And if I'm not building my life on that foundation, then there's, it all crumbles. It's building on the sand for me. So wherever you're at, if you don't mind, and just joining me and quieting down and, and let's do this dad prayer. God, I don't want to be a dad zombie. I got baggage. I got problems. I got distractions. But that's not what I want going forward. I don't know what it looks like to step forward. I don't know what it looks like to have the strength. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm overworked. I feel so many times like I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up my kid. I don't want to mess up my marriage. I don't want to mess up my wife. I don't want to, I don't want to live a messed up life. I want to thrive. And I want to ask you for your strength because you are my strength. I want to ask you, God, to renew my mind to refresh my mind because you say in your word that that's what you do and your word is truth. I know that you have plans for us. I know that there's men listening that have a God dream, a God calling, a path that they haven't stepped on because maybe they're afraid to, because, because maybe they feel like there's no room for dreams anymore, but we want our kids to dream bigger and and we want to dream bigger. And God, I just pray that you renew the hope in us dads to take another step. Even if it's a tiny one, even if it's reaching out to another dad, put that dad in our path to talk to. Just one call, just one action that I want to remove that's distracting me. Just one reaction that I can take that's, that's putting me in a place where I'm not alone and I'm in community with other dads changing this legacy. I want to pray, Lord, that you reveal those plans that you have for us and that we can get excited and hope and believe that there's better days, that we can fight this dad zombie apocalypse and that there is life and light ahead of us. We thank you, Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Dads, thank you. Until the next episode, please, if you like it, if you don't like it, comment below. I'm responding to all the comments. Let us know what you think. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Drink Like a Man. Until next time, God bless and let's keep thriving.